0: what's going on boys and girls we have a terrific episode of two white lights for you today we did some hot takes so two white lights submitted hot takes from the fans of two white lights also steve and i threw in some of our own hot takes fun hour episode that will take us into preview season that's coming up very shortly with power of the american nationals the arnold and sheffield so we uh we, we get to have a nice little hour special, something not too long for people, and also something to listen to as well. Make sure you are subscribing to Two White Lights on Spotify, leave a five-star rating, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a review as well. Go to twowhitelights.com, get yourself some merchandise, and also subscribe to there on, as well. We are covered on a whole lot of places where you can listen to us, and without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights saying something Oh baby I like it blue Yeah baby I like it bro baby I like it blue Yeah baby I like it bro <laughs> Shimmy shimmy y'all shimmy, shimmy yeah shimmy yeah Gimme the mic so I can take her
1: away Off on the natural charge bon y'all Yeah from the home of the Dodge of Brooklyn
0: and as promised, we got some hot takes for you, Steve. are you ready? I am I have no idea what
1: these takes are and or any opinions on anything, so you're gonna fire them off and i gotta I gotta go off my gut feeling,
0: yeah, um. We like doing this. We've done it in the past. It's been it's been fun, and also it's it's you know our equivalent to ESPN doing like Mount Rushmores and just pointless debates. MJ first LeBron debate. MJ first LeBron debates when we have nothing else to talk about because we're about to get a lot of stuff to talk about. But right now we don't, so let's rattle off some hot takes in a in a in a two white lights classic, maybe a forty five minute fifty minute episode. And I'm gonna start with the hot news that's surrounding powerlifting right now uh sponsors backing out of sponsorship meets hurts the lifters and good chairman not the federation how how are you voting on that yeah i agree with that one i don't think it's
1: i don't think it's a hot take. again we we kind of need to redefine hot because a hot take means it's like a probably disagreeable by most but it uh has some truth to it maybe Or maybe has no truth to it. It's just entirely disagreeable. And a cold take is something that's very agreeable. I call that cold, to mild, lukewarm. But yeah, I 100% agree because most of these sponsors do not give direct money to the national office, especially on the USPA side. Like on USAPL side, the national office runs more of the the big events. And so therefore, they're directly paid by sponsors. A7 is always a big one, 110% SPD but USDA, yeah. this is all just taking money away from meat directors and the lifters not the national office from what i'm understanding
0: as well, well as i did talk to some people that, it doesn't seem like they're really taking that much money out <laughs> like they're probably going to still sponsor meats. just not like I, I could see them still sponsoring meats. um but i do think pe- people if if we thought i think people are going to register like oh sponsorships are pulling money out of the federation and that's a good thing so I do think like this is kind of disagreeable because people in the USPA think think it's a good thing, or people on the test side. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not great. Like, you take money out of just regular meet directors' hands. It's not a good thing. I mean, it's one of those like you could do it on social media and you could tell people about it, but I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. But based on what I've seen, I don't know if too many sponsors are actually doing that.
1: I I don't know how much I'm supposed to know, so I guess I'm just gonna say some stuff. Uh one I think it needs to be made clear two white lights is no longer sponsoring any USPA events. Nope. We've we've never our sponsored the event
0: Yeah, our names are officially out of the hat.
1: Yes. Uh we're just, we're just not going to go that route. Uh mm, nope. Even even though we've never disavow. sponsored them before ever. Yeah, disavow um,
0: Disavow, dude.
1: Here's what I heard was the sticky situation and again, I don't know if I'm supposed to know this. Or I'm supposed to say it, but I don't You're feel like not. this is single. <laughs> do you? I don't feel like were... this is singling any. This isn't like single. I don't even know who told me, so it's not singling someone out leaking information. Uh, I've been told Pioneer Belts not only was not sponsoring meets, they're asking for their money back that they've already paid meat directors.
0: Well, then I think the steak just got a little hot because I think that's kind of dumb. I don't know who Pioneer is going to sponsor.
1: We tried to do stuff with them w- on R- USAPL. F- I mean, that's all that were what, what they. Uh, how about how about I throw this one out there? Uh, WRPF had some situations where they had to let go of their leadership, but uh, it wasn't outed. It was done very privately. Even though I know mm-hmm. a certain in, in Instagram influencer apparently knew about it and maybe privately messaged WRPF to let them know, so that WRPF could privately let go of those people. Seems like there was yeah. a narrative being created. Well, but yeah, so yes, we don't know where plans then. to go because. USAPL well, is They don't really want to be with USAPL. They're done with USPA, so WRPF, I guess. I don't
0: know. Yeah, that would be... I, I, yeah, I would assume that, but um, I guess you could throw another take in there later. But here's another take that was submitted. People don't really care about the USPA drama. They're just white knighting for internet points. At this point, I think people are too afraid to scare, say it, but yeah, I kind of agree with that take. But there's a Uh, point. I think a lot of people do care, but people, I think, pushing a narrative at a point, I'm getting to be like, we're getting close. I was, and then I saw some more news come out. I'm like, okay, some good's happening. Now we're getting to these posts where I'm like, mm, we're, we're getting there where I'm about to give you a label of a clout chaser.
1: Yeah, I mean, the original kind of movement has had validity to it. And one of the biggest things that I I'm going to pat two white lights on the back. Cause I feel like we do this. If we complain, we offer solutions. The amount of people who just complained offering no solution at all, just said, tear the Federation down without understanding all the logistics of where the power lifting would be if they just happens um, was really annoying. But yeah, I agree. I think there was a lot of people at first that were doing it for the right reasons. And then everyone just felt like they had to jump on and were scared that they get canceled if they did it because it became a thing that the the cancel culture within this situation was disgusting like it got ridiculous I mean I don't know it it was I I don't think people realized that this probably could have been handled in a way that saved USPA and found a a really good resolution but because everyone decided to cancel everything they really just messed up everything that they had that was good because uspa may have had some issues but logistically and scale wise and what they had as resources it's not going to be matched by wrpf anytime soon it's definitely not going to be matched by a possible new federation that people are going to try and create a new fed we're just going to go down the untested rabbit hole of creating more and more feds
0: yeah well that one of the the uh the submissions i got not from the hot takes but on my q a's was they should start a new fed with a power bar i'm like why? Why? What is people's fascinations with starting an untested federation? I mean, it's a very small minority of people, but starting a new untested federation of power bars, like people in the sport won't really, or people who are on the untested side won't really jump to that federation. It's like, guys, USAPL isn't great because of the bar they use. It's an aspect of it, but that's not the reason why it's popular. The reason why it's popular is because it's drug tested. That's the reason why it's really popular. True it's that's, that's people why. do not know
1: uspa US uspa drug tested is notably more popular than their untested side and is the vast majority of their revenue drug tested power yeah. i mean this is even a natty thing you, you can go talk to non-natty people they in the uspa they know the drug tested side is where it's at
0: well it was funny because they're like well they can they can take advantage of a market of the natty lifters who want to lift on a power bar and i'm like Say that again, but slower. You want to take advantage of a market who wants to lift on a power bar and get drug tested. That exists. Actually, there's two federations in America that allows you to do that. Let's not make a third. Um, That was, yeah, it was kind of crazy, these takes I was getting or like these suggestions from it. But yeah, that's what I've been seeing on social media. But also like, I, I guess I could throw my take in here now are not my, you know, I, we're both going to un, maybe unleash some hot takes of ours and this is not mine, but the WRPF being the other solution, I'm not, I'm going to say maybe from a, like a standpoint where ho- I, I would hope that any sort of issue that gets passed on to them, they don't cover it up and hide it, but I still think there's room for drama. Because a lot of people in WRPF were people in the USPA who really couldn't get along with a lot of people in the USPA. Pretty sure the WRPF pretty much started with drama
1: because the whole reason the WRPF kind of came to be in the US is because Gracie sent an email that caused USPA to pull the sanction on... On the U.S. Open, and no one else would sanction the meet, so wr wrpf came in and saved
0: the day. It literally oh, yeah. started
1: <laughs> due to unethical situations, basically.
0: Yeah, actually, that looks like child's play compared to what we see now in the USPA because she got let go from that because um, she sent that really. Shit, we did a, I mean, this was when Two White Lies was a radio show, not even a podcast. But she did that really. She sent that really shitty email out to his uh, contestant who wanted to. Be in the W or be in the USPA current open with like a like a 420 dots or something, and Gracie just fucking dismantled her for no reason through an email, and she made that email public, and Gracie V took the US or took the current US Open and made it the the USSR current open. That was that's a uh, little powerlifting history. I think uh, 20 2018 2019. That's when we saw the the US Open get controlled by a Russian federation. Yeah. But, so yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's kind w- of the R- reputation R- from us like lifters is WRPF is USPA meet directors who had a hard time getting along with people. Not all, but a lot. Yep.
1: I, I hope it goes well. I mean, the WRPF did a great job in hosting the American pro. They did. A, I mm-hmm. thought they did a pretty good job with their national meet too. That was in Vegas, but there's a lot of things. There's a lot of scaling things. Um a lot more that happens when all of a sudden if, if if all 15,000 or so members came over, just like we talked about with USAPL to Powerfing America. Powerfitting America couldn't just all of a sudden just logistically handle the scale if USAPL all went over there. Just a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. I very much expect USPA still to be the uh most noted federation outside of the USAPL, but uh they are gonna take a hit. They're gonna take a hit. Um Chico. Did a lot of meets. I know of some yeah. other meat directors that are switching. That is going to be a big hit. Uh, but they're going to take a hit. They are. They are going to take a yeah. hit. You're right. Well, but you but know, honestly, execute my the plan. most? USA
0: what? might execute my plan Just take their entire federation and move over a federation and nothing changes. Well, my, my plan with the USAPL was I take honest... all of the USAPL to powerlifting America and just have the same problems, but then delay it five years.
1: Crazy part, USAPL for the first time in their history has just like minded their own business and shut up, while the IPF suffers from bench death, and then the untested side is just canceling themselves. the the, the yeah. biggest winner in in this year so far in just a short month of drama is the USAPL. will
0: we'll yeah, see if that lasts. Um,
1: I don't know if it'll yeah. last, but they are benefiting. yet. Yeah.
0: That's me knocking on wood in case that you know you just jinxed it from happening then we get the uh, probably while we're yeah. recording because that that yeah while we record is a lot of times where the usapl does something but um it's the old verbiage of you know i i knew i knew a lot of dumbasses in my life or i always used to think you were a dumbass but i met so many other dumbasses that you just moved up in my rankings just based on how stupid other people are kind of what the usapl did like they just didn't have to do anything and federations are kind of tripping over themselves this past week or two weeks, and people are like, oh, the USAPL is pretty good. Well, that's- it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, you we weren't saying this three months ago, but nice. Well, that's kind of one of my shots. shots I'm taking a shot at the
1: USAPL. I'm saying they're doing something good, but how much during the IPF-USAPL drama situation during the initial split – if they had just shut up, it would have been so much better versus them releasing some petty press release and then fueling the fire. If they had just like been like, nope. Just like, yeah. been quiet. They're learning. Just be quiet. Like, just just let it burn around
0: you. Yeah, I agree. All right, we have a little... Um, I think this is MJ versus lebron Ask. We're talking GOAT here. Atwood will never be the GOAT unless he moves up a weight class. I... I uh, don't think he needs to do that. Are we talking... In order to be GOAT. Like, this tested, is just, like... Or is Yeah, that's... There's no specification tested here. Tested, all together? I would go all together on this one, because I still don't think... I don't think he necessarily has to move up a weight class in order to consider himself the GOAT. But he does need no, more I mean, consistency if he could, on the platform as far as, like, dominating people at 74, which, that's what's taking me that's what's taking him out of my goat conversation or debate, not conversation. He's always in the conversation.
1: let's be clear. Um, He he said now three years in a row, he's, he, he might move up. So I just want to put that as a caveat. um, Possible tarnishing, possible tarnishing of the legacy. Um, Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens for me saying that. Yeah. but uh no, I don't I don't think he has to move up because he could just beat the total at 83 at his current body weight. That's a very plausible Good thing. Point. And, but like you said, the biggest knock is not what he's done, it's that he doesn't do it frequently enough. Let's use Russ. Russ every time he competes has a big day. Even when mm-hmm. it's not as an on day, it's a big day. Taylor, it, it it's a bit too up and down because of injuries. I want to see some consistency.
0: Well, I don't know. I would, uh, cause I guess Powerlifting America nationals would be one of those like, eh, okay. You know, it's so good, but worlds, you know, he's kind of rehabbing an injury and goes seven ninety and just wipes, you know, the competition well, clean, he but
1: he sandbagged that on purpose though, too. So I don't want to completely yeah. take away from, I don't know. He could, he could have went a lot more. He sandbagged that on purpose and went what a half kilo less than he needed to not break the world record so that he's going to easily win Sheffield likely.
0: Well, I would, I would put. Well, my hot take on this one would be, I would put Russ as now a ranking higher than Atwood on my goat list, and is not trying to get in good graces I, I, with him unfollowing me because Atwood has also unfollowed me since Russ has unfollowed me. So I'm just getting unfollowed by oh uh, really powerlifters under 5'7". But um, we're, we're like yeah, I, I I think that because what Russ has done recently, and then what we. He, he competes at Nationals frequently, not saying Atwood doesn't, but I I would put Russ on my list right now. It's like a power ranking thing, but if Atwood goes off at Sheffield, then he's going to move up on my power ranking of, you know, goats. But
1: I, I don't know uh, if I could have him jump quite yet. I'd want to see Russ's 90-kilo performance head-to-head in a – national like meet like the Arnold or Nationals before I like credit the the level of that performance. But I think I think there's I I agree with your argument. I think that is I think that is very much closing. If if Russ wins 82 and a half this year again, and then he goes up and even is just competitive at 90 and and like what if he wins, it's guaranteed he's the GOAT. I would say that. Mm -hmm. If he if he was to go up to ninety as well and win. But I would even say if he could win 82 and a half again and then go up and actually like truly challenge Petrie and push him and, and hit a 900 kilo total, even if Petrie goes 905, I would, I would probably bump him up too.
0: I say if he does something nutty at 82 and a half at nationals, I would put him I would put him up there too, as far as goats just without ever moving up a weight class, even though he, he said he will. And we're going to see, but I, I still think if he goes like eight sixty at nationals, like, that's that's now he, he is now demolishing records that he has set for the, the weight class so i i think that holds a lot of water but yeah hot takes are hot takes for a reason on my power ranking right now i have russ over atwood and that's a recency bias um when Sheffield rolls around might be, be different because russ isn't doing the arnold so we won't get to see russ up until nationals um but yeah like all goat conversations it's like when i talk about it i like fall less interested in the actual debate because it's just such a it's it is the sports debate that you can never ever ever win and you can only get further apart. You can't even come to a middle ground. Like the Messi That's Ronaldo debates at. are like well, yeah. I don't I don't even know about that. I don't, I don't even know about that. Well, one. The, well current.
1: Current goat, obviously, people are going to edit or are, are, are going to argue for Ed Cohen too, but I don't think too many people argue Hack is the best lifter in the world right now, of sure. any federation.
0: Power ranking, yeah, but it's, it's, so. uh, that's yeah. Well, power ranking the goat ranking is would would be, would be would be a fun one, just to create so much so much animosity with powerlifting fans and the lifters. Power ranking, which is already, you know, subjective. And then you have the most subjective thing, which is a GOAT. That would be, that would, that would cause a lot of flame. So I'm speaking of Russ, uh, guys, saying that Russ is going to lose Nationals at this point is not a hot take because I've been in the hot take business for a little bit and I got like six or seven of these. It's just insert second ranked lifter. And that person is going to beat Russ at Nationals. That is what people think is a hot take granted, technically it is because I think any second ranked lifter right now is a massive underdog, but Jamar's name has been now inserted into Sean's name. I had like, I don't know, 15 minutes of my name being inserted into it. Uh, Jawan had like 10 minutes of his name being inserted of it. Just, Just like it's repetitive. So I don't know anymore if it's a hot take.
1: I mean, it is and it isn't because there's still not too many things that when you post, people are going to get their panties in a bunch about than talking about Russ versus anyone. Yeah, more so Sean Jawan. Honestly, I, actually, I think could create some
0: panties. I don't think. I don't think. The, I, I don't know, know if don't he can. Bruce I think. He's too, I think he's way Russ. too likable. <clears throat> Jawan. I think none of us will have that. Jawan. Oh. Jawan, maybe, because I think he does have the untested side kind of bringing it in. Yeah, I said Jawan, not Jamar. No, I said not not Jamar. You and Jamar,
1: I don't bring, especially Jamar, I don't think it brings the same because Jamar's really nice. I don't think there's been enough of a history of, like, bad blood with you and Russ versus Sean and Russ have a history. And then Jawan has been very vocal, him and Alex, to where it's created a lot of tension. So that's That's where I think those are the ones that, create the storylines
0: yeah well i mean prove myself wrong here i we just i just said like this is not a hot take but we did at least give it a discussion um here's one Zeus is gonna get red lighted for soft lockout again i that's it's hard to make a take out of that because it's just like watching someone's training but i think i said it last year that with his deadlift, you, sometimes worries me because of the way he locks out and the way he's just so big and like gripping the bar. I, I don't know. That would that would suck because it would be probably to cap off like two of the biggest things in powerlifting: the biggest total and the biggest deadlift. And I can see IPF judges giving him soft, uh, soft lockout. Yeah, I agree.
1: I I, I thought what well, he hit 900, right? He had a 900 yeah, pounds I, depth I think training. so. I actually thought the standard He's just of that was throwing up darn... 800 like easy. Yeah. I thought the standard at 900 was better than I've seen from him previously. It's definitely better, but we're talking IPF. And if you, if you're wanting me to be fully unbiased, if they called him on if like called him on that, it wouldn't entirely shock me because sometimes it's kind of close and they're not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Albeit everything I've seen recently, I would not red light.
0: I would, I granted, I don't, I, I think I said last year, which I could be wrong. Um, I just, when I see his deadlift, I'm like, I don't think it's soft. It just, it's a, the way that he's forced to pull might cause an IPF judge to call him soft just because they're strict. Um, I, I think he's locking out all of his deadlifts fully. He's just a, You know, if you look at a powerlifting meet, Jesus is the different human being there. He is the strongest one there by far, and he's the biggest one there by far. So let's see. He just
1: hit. He just hit eight eighty one today. Let's look at it.
0: I saw his eight ten. I think he sent that in the chat though.
1: That looked pretty solid to me.
0: I mean the yeah, I, I. yeah, it looks
1: it's, solid. It's tough. I'm not going to judge it. I'm, I if you, if someone wanted to say, "Oh, I bet his shoulders are soft," I could. I would say, I don't know if I could definitively say from a front angle, but I don't think it was an issue. Like I, it, it's inside. Like you can't judge a lot of the soft lockout stuff from these angles. The nine ten, looking at it again, that nine ten was clean. I have zero issues. That's not nine hundred. It was nine ten. I have zero issues with this nine ten. That is locked out. Zero doubt. So. Based off of that, yeah. it looks the same as that 881 today. I think the 881's locked out then. So, no, I don't agree. I think he's good. Well, no, I agree because I think IPF judging <laughs> can be ridiculous at times, but I do not yeah. think it's Yeah, well,
0: that's that's where that take becomes a little bit lukewarm because it's IPF judging. By the way, we're going with all we got here. You know, like, if, if it's not spicy enough for you, that's that's what we're working with right now. Um, let's see what I got here. It's probably going to be a lot of rust takes today and Atwood takes, which bring in the ratings. That's why he's on King of the List every other week. Do you want um, me? I,
1: I got my hot take. I think this one's actually right. hot based off of what I think people are saying. Okay, do it. Gavin Aiden was the most deserving person left to get a wild card spot.
0: Someone did leave a hot take that all the Sheffield wild card spots are perfect. So... And I, I don't think everyone agrees that the, I don't know either. I haven't seen, yeah, I, I haven't seen too much. And like, I think people might be afraid to go public with their opinion on it, because it's just like, you're, you're openly shitting on a lifter when you do that, right? You're just immediately, you're just, you know, downgrading them, um, I, I think I, you, I mean seen your in last, the last episode. You argued you argued me into it. So, yeah.
1: Well, if people didn't listen to the last, because I'm I'm putting it out there because I know for a fact when it got announced, I saw in some group chats and I explained it. And once I explained it, I think most people were like, "Oh yeah, that's actually a really good pick." The fact of the matter is, is Sheffield is based off of proximity of the world record total. That's what it's based off of, and I don't think anyone thought Gavin was getting in because they already had Keiko Chance, Emil. They even have a Marcotte, uh Kanan and they already had a ton of 93. So I don't think, I think Gavin was a big surprise that people were like, what isn't there are some other people in other weight classes. If you're actually looking at proximity to world record total, I believe only one person, it's like Casaman something. He's a 66 kilo lifter that competed at Commonwealth could beat Gavin based off our proximity. And if Gavin is training going really well, if he can put together what he's done before, that is a Above the world record total. Let me recheck that. I believe he has totaled above the world record total before. So if you're looking at the point of this meet, it makes a ton of sense on a competitive aspect. And then from a a marketing aspect, it makes even more sense because Mm -hmm. he's great in front of a camera, a lot of following. Um, He has a lot of storylines, especially combining it with the rematch with Keiko and chance. So I love the pick. But I definitely saw some people that I don't think understood the full background of it. And I think without context, some people would say that was a hot take that it's fully deserving more than everyone else. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you are. You you spoke me into it. You talked me into it. You had to come. I had to come to some conclusions about Gavin getting that wild card spot. Um, really just it's kind of acknowledging of all the lifters in the IPF, he's the potentially the closest one that will get that total. And that's the objective of uh, Sheffield is to break a total record or break records within your weight class. And he's a person who can do that. And yeah, that marketing of, I mean, throwing more 93s in, I'm all for it because I think that's the best weight class by far in the IPF. uh, The most compelling Then I look at the other lifters in the IPF, as far as males go, I, you know, it's, 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 um, it's, it's you're not playing with all of natty powerlifting, which would be the USAPL. Like those USAPL guys would be the would well, be the they're, clear they're, picks to take, but they're not in. There that was a couple, There was
1: there was a there was a couple others, but the I the IPF just wasn't allowing it. AKA like Rondell. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, okay, and then you got Mikey D in there as well, and that was a bit of a surprise. Which it was. I'm like thinking. I had three people, Mikey, or I had Ray, because I, I thought for sure he was getting in. I'll get to that. So I'll circle back around to that. Mikey and uh, Jurens. Those are my guys who I was thinking of. Mikey got in. They went oh, him well, over Anatoly. Ray. And you know what? Anatoly? Um, Yes, but I know there was a, it's, that was like, I was really unsure on that just based on the circumstances of like Anatoly.
1: Agreed. I think if the (laughs) circumstances weren't what they were, I think he probably gets in because he actually has the world record total.
0: Yeah, well with Ray um, I know what happened IPF SBD listened to this podcast and they didn't want to see me you and Rondell riots so it goes on records, IPF gave in to terrorism. They negotiated with terrorists. Are we terrorism or
1: are we anti-terrorism?
0: I, we should probably say anti-terrorism, but that what we, we threatened to do something. We caused this. This was us. They didn't want to see a riot. They didn't want to see what these three men could do. So Ray didn't get in.
1: Yep. I, well, I still want to see Jesus versus Ray. I don't know how we're going to get it. That's something we're going to... Well, next week we're doing PA Nats, and we'll talk about the interesting stuff because... Think yeah. Ray's probably going to Worlds, and I don't know if Jesus will be, which is interesting because of how it's set up. But that's a chat for another another time. That could be a hot take yeah. though. I don't, did, anyone, did anyone throw out hot takes on the uh, Worlds team selection? We could throw that one in there. I
0: actually not on this one, but on my Q and A, somebody did mention it, and yeah, there's there's a lot of those, and it it was it was a question, which is obvious. It's a Q and A. He didn't have any takes on that, but uh, yeah. That is something we're going to definitely talk about. It's for the person listening, uh, like who asked me that question. That's something we are going to talk about, yeah, because this can be a bit of an issue when it comes down to Powerlifting America Nationals, uh, and that when that rolls around. But I, yeah, I do think that the Sheffield Wildcard spots, um, I, I knew there was going to be some intrigue, but I think they nailed it. And yeah, you argued, um, you argued very well for Gavin, and now I can't think of a good rebuttal or counter argument against Gavin so congratulations you win, and you guys can be winners too if you go to leftlarbros dot com and get leftlar bros merchandise c b happy birthday, man
1: yeah, happy birthday I think it's coming up january fourth I think it's his birthday january
0: fourth january fourth yeah, uh, happened yeah,
1: forty days ago? February fourth oh, okay sorry <laughs> February fourth like February fourth yeah. okay. he's gonna be celebrating his uh forty first birthday so, really excited to celebrate that with him.
0: Yeah, and you guys can help him celebrate by using promo code 2WL15 and ORC15 on the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport. Wear it. Show CB that you are thinking about him on his birthday and wear your Lars Bros merchandise. Tag him in it. Use that promo code 2WL15. Look good in the gym. Look good out the gym. Look good on the platform. Look good off the platform. Leffler Bros got you covered. Make sure to follow him on Instagram. That's how you gotta tag them. You gotta go on Instagram and do it. And also make sure you go to the website and check out all the merchandise they've got. Alright, you ready for a Yeah. Russ what do you want? Russ uh take new ob- what I can't do another Russ one. I know, I'm getting sick of it too. Um I but I gotta give one I'm gonna pick this one. Russ acts like he has transcended powerlifting.
1: I don't think that's hot. I think it's a cold take because I think it's true. Okay.
0: Taylor is confident whereas Russ is arrogant.
1: No, I wouldn't call Russ arrogant. I think Russ has okay. always been confident. I actually had a I actually had a whole discussion about confidence versus cockiness today about sports with one of my buddies. Uh because a lot of a lot of I'll get into it. Uh Joe Burrow, he was calling Joe Burrow cocky, and I said, no, Joe Burrow's not cocky. One of the biggest things about being confident is that you do it from the get-go. Russ and Taylor have yeah. always been confident. Second, they don't say much. Joe Burrow and Tom Brady don't say much. They kind of just say, yeah, we're going to win. We're the best. And then when they lose, they don't go making a ton of excuses and blame everyone and have to rant on social media. They just kind of, we lost, we're going to get better. It's on me. That tends to be the difference in pro sports on, co- on confidence versus cockiness. I've never felt like Russ or Taylor are necessarily cocky. I think they're both confident.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, Eli Apple would fall under the cocky, arrogant banner, and I don't think Russ and Atwood are like Eli Apple. Yeah, like Eli Apple, I mean, just a lot of a in. lot of
1: the. It's a lot of those cornerbacks you see them where they come into the league, they're quiet, and then they have one good year, and then they can't shut up, and they trash talk everyone, and then when they don't do good, they still trash talk, and they are just make excuses. No, they I, yeah. Taylor and Russ. I mean, when they haven't had the day, they want. I mean, most of them haven't lost, but when they don't have the day, they don't. They don't tend to make excuses. No, I, I wouldn't call him either arrogant or cocky. And honestly, to clarify yeah. too, with the Russ part, I I think he thinks he transcended powerlifting, but I think there's an argument that maybe he has to an extent. Uh, is the attitude that you have good? I don't. I don't know. I mean, obviously, people have been a little bit uh, vocal about how he's been lately. Uh, but I don't know if there's, uh, I don't know if it's a, uh, falsehood that he has transcended powerlifting if he does believe he has.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. That, that's a take. Like I can't qualify as hot because if somebody said that to me, I can't be like, what? Like, are you, are are you, are you serious? Like, but then the take, this is like where you got to get explanation. I take Russ thinks he has transcended it, which like is, is that the take the fact that you think that? But then, of what if Russ does in fact think that, then the take is no longer hot, right? I, I well, think he... Russ can
1: Russ can think that Russ can think that, and it's still a hot take as long as most people disagree with it. I don't think, yeah, I, just, I, don't, know. Is, I, I don't know. I don't know if anyone. I don't, would that's an, with I don't it. think that's a, I don't think that's an extremely arguable statement. I think there's a lot of people vocalizing that right now, and all I'm I say it's a cold take because so I think a lot of people are vocalizing it. My take was the fact that I don't think there's that's a if he thinks that I don't know if that's a false statement because. He, I mean, you, you don't have five hundred thousand plus followers, or whatever he has, just from powerlifting. Yeah, I think we've oh, we, I mean, we already I, stated I, on the podcast that he's, yeah, he's know, transcended uh, powerlifting. So yeah, he probably yeah. thinks he has because he, he kind of has transcended powerlifting.
0: Well, yeah, what he what he said, um, we said before. I think he was on when actually. The, by the way, guys, we had Russ and Nori on the podcast together once. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> it might not happen again. So maybe check out that episode. But, yeah, uh, I had both, both I of them on, and I I think he said, like, you know, Nori's more the powerlifter's powerlifter, and I'm not. And I'm like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, I don't think – but here's the thing where, it, like, it, this is where I disagree with him. I'm like, it's not because powerlifters don't like you. It's because Nori is more involved in powerlifting than you. It's not, like, the way you act. The so the thing that he's getting at is, like, it's the way he's acting. He's acting like a professional athlete. We're not used to professional athletes. No, that's not the reason why you're not the powerlifter's powerlifter is because you don't coach people. You're not at meets handling a bunch of people. You're not like fully active in the sport, whereas Nori is. It has nothing to do with you being arrogant and you liking fashion, which is, I, I think, where he was getting at, and he's, he's acting different. Like No, that's not the reason why. Because Nori's an unlikable person to many people in this sport, but he's very active in the sport. That's why he's a powerlifter's powerlifter. So, I guess that's my take on it. Um, all right, let me get my take out there. Uh, gatekeeping and powerlifting isn't bad. I give
1: you a hot take, but I could, I could understand because I don't, I don't think most people would argue yes for that. I think most people would say it is bad, but I'll let you explain because I think what you're going to get at is maybe sometimes it needs to be gatekept.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> doesn't all sport have some aspects of gatekeeping? And it's yeah, usually at the higher, higher level. And that's what happens when you are in a competitive environment. So I think a lot of people, and the the typical argument is don't gatekeep in the sport. We want people to get involved in it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, bullying for the sense of bullying and trying to getting people away from the sport, that's not good, I guess. Especially if someone's a newcomer and really just trying to get in shape. I said it on, you know, um, the warm-up room where like those people are the hardest workers and should be motivated just to continue the sport because they're just trying to get healthy. Like that's, that's a really good thing about powerlifting, but now there's levels to it, which is good. And I see people get into the sports with some high aspirations. And then people talk a little bit of shit here and there because they're competitive. And that's what fans, and that's also what fans do. And then it turns into, this is cyberbullying. Don't, you know, push these people away from the sport and i'm like this is good this is good if you are getting into the sport and you're and you show potential and people are like well you're good but not as good as me that deadlift ain't gonna count talking about um that post that got bounced around everywhere like there was two negative comments in there Professional weak guy professional weak guy 700 pound deadlift misses on grip nick manders comments he's ready for the USAPL, but can't lift on really easy equipment and the easiest possible. Like Nick, Nick can talk some shit. He's, he's earned some right to talk some shit to people, especially if it's reposted on a page that has like uh, uh, thousands of followers. And this guy has thousands of followers. Like I I don't see anything really wrong with that. And what does the guy do afterwards? He deadlifts 700 pounds and holds it forever. And then talks about, he's going to be in the USAPL. I think a little bit of that gatekeeping, maybe a little bit better at the sport.
1: I'm, 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 but I don't like the word gatekeeping. I, I'm going to say I don't think gatekeeping is good. I don't think criticism, it, a con, a constructive criticism, is a bad thing. Yeah, it done in the right way, because I think the difference here's what I'm going to go with: gatekeeping. I don't agree. Constructive criticism, I, criticism, I agree. I think what gatekeeping ends up being is people going after someone without constructively criticizing them on what they can do different to be better. They just make fun of them. That's gatekeeping. Constructive criticism is this is wrong. This is what you need to do better. I am. I think that is completely okay. Gatekeeping in the sense of just making fun of someone because you think they did something wrong and not telling them what they can do better at. That's wrong.
0: Well, then what would you qualify Nick's comments? Because I'll give it an in
1: between because I don't think he was necessarily a trying tweener. to be overly. Con- he, yeah, it was a, it was a tweener. I don't think little, he was going in just there a with. I, I, I like just a little bit. I like, I like I like Nick Manders, but I don't think he was going in there to be overly nice.
0: But he also <laughs> he offered criticism
1: either. on. Uh, he offered he offered kind of constructive criticism on what needs to be done better. So yeah, I think
0: the. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit it, it was a
1: little bit in between. And so that's where you're going to have people take it the one way. You're going to have you take it as constructive criticism. You're going to have Joey take it as gatekeeper. Just based yeah. off the perspective.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh that that's fair. Um I I think the backlash of that is what kind of like spurred this take because it's, you know, these long explanations on why we should motivate or why we should want these people to do it or want these people to get involved in the sport because they bring so many followers, bring a new audience. And I understand all that, but it's like, are you bow down and kiss your feet because you have followers? If you miss a deadlift that shouldn't have counted. No, I, 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 I don't, I don't think people should do that. And you're not, you're not, you're not removed from criticism if you are influential in the sport. And that's kind of a dangerous sentiment I think to be throwing out there being like, hey, he has a lifter, right? Who speaks on how he's a professional athlete and he's he's confident and he, he portrays himself like a, a professional athlete. But you have that, but then we can't have the same thing happen to a person who's new in the sport with a big inf- with a big following. And I think it's one in the same.
1: Again, I could see your point of view, but I'm also thinking back to when I want to say we, I mean, I'm going to say we, because you started after the main craze. Like the first initial pump and like progress in USAPL specifically, which is power of things as a whole, was like that 2014 area. Back then, everyone's training on commercial gym equipment people don't they're, they're they're shifting from bodybuilding they don't know the standards there's a lot of probably the same thing it's just social media didn't exist then what i do agree yeah. with and so i don't agree that we should make get make fun of people because they are just getting into the sport and transitioning from a sport that did not have the same standards yeah but where i do agree is when you have 200,000 followers and you want want to be a social media influencer you don't get 200,000 followers and not usually want to be a social media influencer you're 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 doing that on purpose if that's something you are purposely doing criticism comes with the territory and you you kind of have you you've got to learn to get used to it or else you're not going to last long because it doesn't matter if it's nick manders or it's a 16-year-old kid who just started lifting someone's going to go after him and you have 200,000 yeah. followers someone's going to be criticizing him it's just going to happen Yeah, I, as part of being know, an know. influencer.
0: It's, yeah, no, for sure. And I, I also find it amusing at times when people do have this following and they hyper focus and say they have all these haters when clearly the people who adore you definitely overwhelmingly outweigh the people who don't like you. Like They, they, they tend to hyper focus on the few negative comments they get it's like, no, are you not noticing the amount of people who are? Who are very 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 supportive of you and i Mm -hmm. guess it's and maybe a competitive i mean maybe a competitive sport isn't for you if you only focus on the negatives and not the positives from it because that's going to come a lot but i I
1: don't know like i'm
0: thinking i'm thinking about myself here in this situation um say someone's at the gym i mean i guess they could be a friend of mine or something or you know they they gas up a big deadlift that they don't hold on to and i go Hey, you to know, hold on to it next time and do something like that and give them a little, give, give them a little bit of chirp, give them a little bit of music. Is that bad? No. What happens if you're on a basketball court and the same shit happens, right? You miss an open layup. You don't think people are going to there, talk shit about you, you miss there, an open layup. I don't there, know.
1: There, there's a difference though when it's in person because there's a relationship there, whether it's a strong relationship or you just met the person, there's a type of in-person relationship that's formed versus, Someone just randomly on social media that you've never had contact with shouting out. So, yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, mental strength is part of the game in sports. And if powerlifting is going to get popular, people are going to have to get some thick skin. And like you said, one, the majority of what usually happens is overwhelming support and it's a few haters. But even two, I mean, I'll give some advice to people. I'm not, I don't have a huge following by any means, but we have haters for two white lights. I have haters for coaching or whatever it may be. I don't even care if they're the majority. As long as the people I care that to like me, like me. I like, I don't need I don't yeah. want the people I like to like me, like the people that are actually my good friends to like me. I don't want to care about. If they, if they like me and they approve, cool. Everyone else can hate me.
0: Yeah, that that's a good way of looking at it, but uh that uh, but on top of that like for these people, I cuz I i I've, I've had these conversations with people in the past like social media isn't really real. But the most unreal thing about social media is the hate you receive on social media, because nine times out of 10, those people will not say those things to you to your face. But the admiration that you get on social media is very real. Because people will say that to your face. But then also, if you're a big enough influencer, hold on, let me finish. You can you can you can argue against it. But the admiration that you can get from social media, I think can be very real. And then also you do get some actual real effects from it. Like these people who do have a big following, people invest in them and they give them money. That's real. That money you're getting is real. I can put that in my bank account. But people who are saying negative things about me, either in the DMs or on comments, I don't really consider that real, but the paycheck I get from Stoic, I do consider that real. And that's because more people have acknowledged that they like me as opposed to not liking me.
1: I'm going to say there's, an, there's plenty of admiration that's not real and can be fake at sure. times too.
0: People bullshit. People do bullshit. I think, I,
1: I think it can go both ways. Hate can be real and it can be unreal. Admiration can be real yeah. and unreal. I've told people like the Steve blocking thing, you know how like, that, that kind of goes with the same thing. Like social media isn't real. And so when you have a bunch of people who just say stupid crap that they'd never say in person, I can easily just decide that, that, that fakeness and what they're not going to be in real life. I just don't even, just, I don't want to see it on social media. Like it's out. Like if I don't even know this person, yeah. well, I probably, expect but that. would well, you argue kind of the same thing? Like it's social media is, is not necessarily real a lot of times. It's almost yeah. kind of like yeah. a multiverse of sure. what people sure, are going to but... act like when they don't have accountability.
0: Sure. But I, I, but would you agree that if you like that positive admiration you get from others and that, the, like, that would be more, that holds more water than the actual criticism that you receive? Oh, for sure. Because oh, yeah. people I mean, who say it. these things to me in the DMs, like saying like, hey, I love two white lights, um, love you as a lifter, they'll come up and be like, hey, can I get a picture? Because I messaged you like last year about this and you responded. And they give you that, like. But no one is like, "Hey, remember that time in the DMs where I called you um, an Italian spaghetti eating fuck?" And I hope you. This hasn't happened, by the way. I'm just. I'm. I'm it's just hyperbole. I've said this you to had you. that. happen? happened? Oh yeah, you called no, me an yeah, Italian it did, What called me an Italian douchebag? <laughs> or a, a, yeah, Italian just whatever. Say any. Fuck. Actually, yeah, well, the person who did say that, that was, was Joe Sullivan, and he never said that to me in person. He said that on another podcast, but. He, call, he called me a spaghetti-eating fuck from Chicago, which, by the way, no one acknowledged the racism there. Whatever. <laughs> <And it's> fine. <laughs> no one was like, hey, that might be insensitive towards Italians. They're like, whatever. <laughs> Fucking, Italians, you could be offensive to. No one cares. But yeah, he called me a spaghetti-eating fuck from Chicago. Um, but yeah, people who say these things like, you know, Russ is gonna, eat, you know, Russ is gonna beat your ass, you suck, they don't no one has said I suck in person yet. It'd be great when they do because that would—I want to get heckled at least once in my life. But
1: I, oh, I would gonna say pay. The some, I'm going to pay someone. I'm going to pay someone at nationals to heckle you in the in the in the crowd. <laughs> well,
0: I thought that was going to happen. I mean, Joe Sullivan was right front and center. He was right front and center. He could have called me a spaghetti eating fuck there. And he didn't.
1: Oh, so too bad.
0: Yeah. Missed opportunity. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. That would have that that been hilarious, though. If he just screamed from the audience, you spaghetti I'd fuck respect, from Chicago. I'd, I respect,
1: I'd respect him more if he did that, honestly.
0: <laughs> I'd actually probably have. <laughs> yeah, liked that him would a little be good if he did that. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we ended on one of my takes. Um, we might have to do this anonymous next time just to see if we get a little bit more spicy takes going. But. Solid episode, 50 minutes long, perfect. I think for everyone listening to Two White Lights, um shorter episode episodes are appreciated. We got preview season coming up in I mean March is about to be the best month. That's my take. March might be the best month in powerlifting history. That's good. Well, yeah, it
1: could be. I mean, we also have to top June last year with IPF Worlds and raw nationals mm, better
0: so it, much it, better
1: if i only give worlds you're... and Nash,
0: because we don't have because to do it them was, at the same exact yeah, time at the same time this is so much better
1: well because it, it yeah i agree it's a lot better for us and these yeah it's a lot easier to do well it's also a lot easier to do meat coverages for meats that only have 20 <laughs> lifters versus yeah. two meats that have like a thousand people like pa nats yeah we're going to do that next week I mean, I think that has 80 lifters, but obviously we're only going to probably cover about 20 of them based off of like what we're going to be looking at for Carpino 1s and battles and whatnot. The Arnold, we've got the finals, and then a little bit of the amateur preview. I mean, 40 to 50 lifters we'll cover. Um, and then Sheffield is just, what, 28 lifters? So a lot easier. Yeah. So that's going to be back-to-back-to-back weeks. We're going to have Solana on, obviously. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right, preview, se- preview season's coming up. We'll see who gets yeah. pissed off at some of the the takes and predictions. Usually, natty li- that's yeah. natty lifters usually it's, take the predictions we, a little bit better.
0: We over-embellish who gets pissed off way too much. It's usually just one person from every meet. Well, yeah. Well, like, it's not like in groups. On, it's one person from every meet. So,
1: But when it's the untested side, they get all their buddies to get pissed off, too. When it's the USAPL, it's just one yeah. person, and everyone's just kind of like, oh, they're just they don't kind of tag team in the untested side will tag team in and start getting like a little squad trying to go. Uh, oh, I but mean, we also just granted, don't cover them much anymore. So,
0: yeah. And also I think a lot of the other untested people, like they just don't give a shit what two natty guys have to say anyways. So they're just like, we don't, we don't care about their t-. And also just it being a competitive thing. Like, I don't think they care. That much about that either but yeah it's going to be an amazing month for powerlifting i'm very excited for it um and like i and like we just said it's going to be separated where we can actually not like be overworked in, in the previews and give uh you know a whole lot of research and uh takes and analysis on all of them and i also get to watch all of them too which is what i'm most excited for me actually being able to sit down like i'm watching a sports event and watch some powerlifting I'm gonna have a good time doing, and also I don't even have to commentate. I don't have to work. I don't even know if I'm commentating the Arnold. No one has said anything yet, so am I able to enjoy uh, all this just for take Wait, am I? Yep. No, I, I don't I'm think commentating?
1: we're commentating. No, oh. no, we're not. I
0: don't. I don't oh. think we're
1: commentating. I mean, last year I did. You know, I don't think you did at all. I didn't at all, but I'm saying I don't think Two White Lights is picked up to commentate this year. I'm trying to yeah. look. Well, I have an announcement because one of the one of the things will be like. Oh, Steven, Stephen Angelo go to PA Nats and how does it go this year? Oh yeah, I have been followed by Powerlifting America.
0: Nothing's. Done. I, I think we're good. I think we're in the clear. But how? Cool I'm taking that that I'm, I'm
1: good. I'm taking it as I'm good. I have not been followed. I think we. I think we. I think we've been. Am you're I not followed by them? I don't think. No, I don't think you are. Well, I gotta say now. I think I've been pretty darn good. They were. I they were even. I a lot even of my the stories. The only thing I did wrong right, lately is I made that comment on the IPF post, but I honestly think most IPF lifters liked it and weren't offended.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I think actually a lot of... Uh, wait, did they... All right, they might be the exact opposite. Did they block me? Stop buying them. <laughs> did they get shadow banned, or did yeah. I get blocked by Powerlifting America? Then I might not be good at I can't. that, I mean. I might be going to I can't, Austin and... I can't imagine you're blocked. I gotta see. Oh, God, there's so many Powerlifting America accounts. They all have the same logo. No, I'm not blocked. They follow two white lights. That's okay. That might be worse than following me. So we're good. No, you're okay. you're part of the federation. That's why they follow you. You coach a lifter in the federation. Yet. So I've you're
1: not yet. Si- I've not but signed. i not signed up for a yeah. membership yet. But in their mind, you're good. Well, I figure I figure we're good because fingers crossed. I should be coaching two World's team members. Hopefully, so we, yeah, we need so to I'm have mind. a. That's why I'm going to go there. Nice little working relate. We need to have a nice little working relationship here.
0: Yeah, I will be definitely going there. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of people I'm gonna be cheering on, but I will be definitely cheering on um Wascar and Natalie. They are yeah, yeah a, a adopted they are adopted fans. You know, or not adopted fans. I'm a PR performance fan that day. Well, as well as
1: Wascar has to be a, he's a huge two white lights fan.
0: Oh I Natalie, love Natalie,
1: fellow Leflar bros yeah athlete she's a affiliate uh so we all have our ties yes
0: yeah yeah Can't. can't Uh, i do have to fight
1: we me and pete spence will be fighting i guess it's gonna have to be over smash bros so we're gonna pillow fight so okay we're gonna have a live stuff and well i don't know if we're doing it in real life or a video game but if we're doing it in real life probably in between sessions me and pete spence on the platform are gonna pillow fight
0: that is a lanky fight that is
1: Honestly, based place. off who the, has the precedence, the that precedence one. he's got to have it since he's like seven foot three, and also it's, he's British. So I don't know. So he's he's, is he's that anti Levites. reach. I don't. But uh, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there for no apparent reason. Just to <laughs> who, throw oh, who has better reach? Well, uh, he's British. Like,
0: oh yes, that's a there, type. There
1: there is precedent that slap fighting and or types of fighting supersedes. The popularity of powerlifting since powerlifting got kicked off the Arnold stage for slap fighting. So I honestly think well, but, me and Pete, me and Pete Spence pillow fighting could be more viral than anything that happens at PA Nats.
0: Well, yeah, slap fighting. Well, slap fighting might actually get banned too. I've seen, i I've the seen sport,
1: the the stuff for that. I yeah. guess
0: a, yeah, I guess a sport where you're putting your hands behind your back and letting someone smack you as hard as they can in the face isn't safe. So. I mean, they they, yeah, they, definitely deserved it. I was actually talking about that yesterday, how much they deserved it over powerlifting in the main stage for the Arnold. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. It was, that is definitely going to generate an audience comparatively to powerlifting, which sucks, but slap fighting is kind of a thing now. All right. You got to go somewhere. I got to go places. Thank you for tuning into to 2 White Lights, boys and girls. We'll see you next week. Peace.